Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Sci-Fi Wise Guys. My name is Chris. And my name is Anthony. I didn't, you know, did you know that uh, I didn't do that on purpose? <laughs> I was just like staring at your name in front of me and said the wrong name. Oh, okay. Like some sort of idiot. I thought it was a bit. I was just going for it. No, it wasn't a bit at all. It was a complete farce. Uh, uh, but keep that. Don't don't edit that out. Keep it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, we are the Sci-Fi Wise Guys. I'm Anthony. That is Chris over there. And this is a podcast where we watch and review straight to stream science fiction and science fiction adjacent media, whether that's movies, TV shows, fan films, whatever. How are you doing, Chris? I'm doing all right. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good. I forgot my own name earlier, so <laughs> well, I don't know if that means I've had too much fun today or I worked too hard. Let me tell you that it's probably the second one. <laughs> it's got to be the weather. It is oh, May is it? 19th of uh, the year of someone's Lord 2021. It, it is the rainy season where we live. There's that old joke that April showers bring May flowers. Well, uh, when May comes, tornadoes you know follow right behind it. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. But what is really important about today is that in less than a month, well, I'd probably say 40 days, we will be reaching a significant milestone. Did you know that? I didn't know that. And it is less than a month. Yeah. The one year yeah. anniversary. Yes. Of the Sci-Fi Wise Guys podcast. What is the one year anniversary? The 20? No, I mean, 23rd? I know it's the seven, It's the 17th of June, but no, I mean like, you know how like every year or every significant year in a marriage has like some sort of item associated with it? Some sort of trade good? No. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you talking no? about? Am I making this up? Like your golden anniversaries when you've been married for 50 years? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I thought you, <laughs> I thought you meant like our anniversary is like a toaster or something. Like we associate a toaster with our anniversary. That's what you meant. No. I was like, what? Toasters are more. No, no, no. Trade <laughs> goods. Trade goods. Like uh, no, I commodities. Understand. Commodities, I should say. Not trade goods. Commodities. Yeah, because there's diamond anniversaries. Mm-hmm. Golden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so yeah. what is the one year anniversary? You didn't fail. That's what it is. I don't um, know anyone who's ever <laughs> failed in the first year. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> Just go ahead and move on from that one. But yeah, our first episode ever was a little known and probably little seen movie called 3022 or 3022 or 3022, whichever one you, you know, believe in. Yeah. I don't know if the quality of our movies has improved. The quality of (laughs) us has improved. (laughs) I think so. Both with some upgraded equipment, some better software. I got an actual recording space. I'm pretty sure those first 10 episodes were recorded in my living room. I think so. Like I, I had a, a headset mic sitting on my couch and the mic is broken so it would kind of fall away from my mouth and I'd have to move it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, much, much better now. I'm in the same room. It's just more acoustically able, I think. There you go. I set up some sound deadening material, but nice. You know, this isn't a podcast to talk about our podcast. It's not. We've talked way too long about Which would us. be intensely meta. Uh <laughs> Which that's season two? No, no. Uh, all yeah, all of year two is just gonna be us talking about year one. We're gonna re- listen to an episode from year one and then talk about it. Yeah, but not no. about the content, not about the movie, but about like I, I heard some clicks there, yeah. Chris. What were you doing on this day? And <laughs> probably looking at some something that wasn't related to what we were talking about. But for our anniversary, I think what we're gonna do. We talked about it. I think we're gonna we're gonna batten down or 
Oh, that's the wrong metaphor. We're going to nail it to... Or not, that's also a bad one. We're going to nail it down. Yeah, nail it down. Yeah, we're nailing it down. We're going to yeah. do a retrospective, yes. which we will have made 70, 70 episodes, right? 71. 71 unique episodes. We're going over 71 different intellectual properties as it pertains in the medium that we've chosen to watch. I plan on actually doing a list 1 to 71. I was just going to do a top five and a bottom five. <laughs> no, I'm, well, I mean, we don't have to put in as much effort into this as I normally put into the normal podcast. <laughs> I will post my ratings on all social media. Are you going to break up between movies and television? No. Or just all of them? Okay, you know what? I'll do it too then. I'm going to yeah. go a little bit further. I'm going to divvy them up into as refined as genres that I can get. And I'm also going to rate them within those. Uh, you spend as much time and effort yeah. as you want. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to post it on all of our social media, but not in the show notes. But so You know that we actually watched a movie to talk about this week. Did you watch a movie? I did watch a movie. What did you watch? I watched a movie called Jiu-Jitsu. Jiu-Jitsu. I really shouldn't have drawn out that first word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That would be a completely different martial art. Yes. Yes, it would. <laughs> Jiu-Jitsu is a 2020 American science fiction martial arts film directed and co-written by Dimitri Logothetis. Logothetis? And starring Elaine Moosey, Frank Grillo, Juju Chan, Tony Jaa, and Nicolas Cage. So last week, y'all listened to us talk about the Frank Grillo movie, Boss Level. And the week before that was the Nicolas Cage Jim, Willie's Wonderland. <laughs> and this week we were going to bring them together. Everything's coming together. Oh, and I guess a little before that, you heard us talk about Mortal Kombat. So we're just taking those three films and said, oh, that's all here. <laughs> that's all jujitsu. And we threw in Tony Jaa. Let's do it. I will read the Netflix blurb because I think if I'm being completely honest, this is probably my all time favorite blurb. All right. Hit me. After the defeat of a celebrated war hero. An ancient order of fighters battles powerful space invaders as the fate of humanity hangs in the balance. I'm pretty sure that's for a different thing. <laughs> Here's the thing. I took a picture of that because it's so bad. I didn't want it to go away. I was like, they're going to change that because that is the worst. Who's a war hero? Uh, Are there more than one alien invader? Is he really an invader? Or is he just swinging by for a sport? <laughs> The fate of humanity. I thought it was just the fate of these like nine people and then all the other people, they got murdered. <laughs> I do think they say he will kill everyone. Like, I think that's an actual line from the movie. Yeah, it's a line from the movie. And I remember it from the trailer, too. But <laughs> I'm going to tweet about it right now. Uh... <laughs> Please do. Please do. I got the IMDb blurb and it reads every six years, an ancient order of jujitsu fighters. I'm sorry. <laughs> Joins forces to battle a vicious race of alien invaders. There it is again. But when a celebrated war hero goes down in defeat, the fate of the planet and mankind hangs in the balance. All right. Once again, just rewriting someone else's work. Why is jujitsu got a, a hyphen in it in the description, but not in the title of the hmm? <laughs> so this is based on a 2017 comic book of the same name. That was created by a Jim McGrath and the director, Dimitri Logothetis. Logothetis, I apologize if I'm mispronouncing that. 
I'm going to pronounce it differently every time. <laughs> and it does have like chapters in it that are that start with a comic book setting, I suppose. Time kind of passes. It shows a comic book and it says the name of the next chapter. Which I, I thought was I don't know. Neat, yeah, yeah that, that, was, that caught me off guard. I didn't mind it. It was pretty good. I'm just going to throw some facts at the wall here and we'll see what uh, see what's interesting. Jiu-Jitsu is sitting on IMDb at a 2.9 stars out of 10 out of just over 6300 ratings. It's got a median score of 2. So not 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 very well regarded. Uh, do you have the Rotten Tomatoes or and or Metacritic ratings? Rotten Tomatoes has this sitting at 27% rotten based on 45 mm. critical reviews. Uh 68% audience score? Okay. Metacritic based on 12 critical reviews, so a small sample size, 27, and then based on 28 user ratings 2.8. What is the uh, what is the critics consensus on Rotten Tomatoes? Jiu-Jitsu pits an ancient order of warriors against an alien invasion. Yet despite that appealingly bizarre premise and a cast that includes Nicolas Cage and Tony Jaa, it's the audience that loses. Oh, that's clever. <laughs> Since I've been talking a lot, did you want to give the people your initial thoughts? I will. Perhaps even opinions? I will. I thought this movie was Equally parts fantastic and equally parts fantastically terrible. All right. My biggest concern mainly is the story. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And what I mean by that is I think this movie is shot really well. There's some sequences where like the framing doesn't work. Don't really mind when there's bad CGI because, you know, uh, I'm just looking at its budget. 25 million. You know, you get what you get. As opposed to I just I recently went on. A neighbor podcast, Sci-Fi Remnant. Check them out. We watched Wrath of Khan and talked about it. Right? Did you know that Wrath of Khan had a $12 million budget? That sounds so about right. In 1982, when that movie came out, $12 million was a lot of money, right? So this movie has double that, and effects from 1982 look better than effects from... I'm assuming this production was done in 2019 or early 2020, whatever. There are some really bad effects. I thought a lot of the action sequences that didn't involve Nicolas Cage were actually pretty well shot. I There were some jumps, but I didn't get a whole lot. A lot of the people in this show, I'm sorry, in this movie, I think mm-hmm. also with the exception of Frank Grillo, are martial artists. Alan Moosey, yes. sorry, he's an actor, stuntman, martial artist. If I were him, I would probably move martial artist or stuntman before actor. You know, well, he has for... way more stunts credits than he does acting. <laughs> Tony Jaws, Tony Jaw. If you don't know who that is, you know that's unfortunate. And I think some of the other ones were also martial artists. Yeah, it showed Marie of of Avgaropoulos, which is oh, he's in a relate. She is in a relationship with Alan. Nice. Okay. Well, all right. Juju Chancetso. She is also a martial artist. So, like, I was really impressed. There were a lot of like single single shots. Mm-hmm. Long, long shots. Really, really, really cool. Yes. And even when you could tell they did cuts, they tried to make it look like it was longer. They did a really yeah. good job with it. Yeah. There's a sequence when Alan and Tony are fighting <laughs> against what I assume are U.S. troops or people cosplaying as U.S. soldiers. Well, you know, her uh, her badge says U.S. Army Intelligence <laughs> yeah, Officer Army really large. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, the, you know what that, I bet that was, that was from the costuming department. They just didn't take it off. 
right? Like that's how they would they because they keep them in clear plastic bags so they don't you know get moths or molt on them. Mm. And, like that's a piece of Velcro you rip off. <laughs> that just yeah, didn't okay. During any of her shots, I assume. But uh, there's a cool sequence with him or with those two gentlemen when when they're fighting and the cameraman is fighting as well, and then the camera stops moving and then Alan comes off screen fights and then gets kicked back into the cameraman and then they continue. So I thought it was, I thought it was really good. Yeah. It kind of goes like a first person, almost hardcore Henry thing for a little while. Yeah. yeah. However, yeah. all of that being said, the acting in this movie is really bad. The story in this movie is really bad. I mean, the people who are all, who are stunting in martial artists, I'll give them a break. You know, Tony Jaw doesn't have a whole lot to do besides run around and punch people. There's a character in this movie named Tex, who is Eddie Steeples. Yeah. I would have actually preferred if he had not been in this movie. <laughs> like, he, he literally made the movie worse for me. Like, every time he yeah. was on screen, I hated it. I, I really wish he would have died in the movie. The character. The character. Yes, yes. But the story doesn't make any sense. I'm glad you think so. <laughs> I was so hoping those it, are... <laughs> go ahead. I was hoping I'm you sorry. could maybe explain it to me. <laughs> well, but. this is all I know. That in the last 20 minutes of the movie, they decide to provide some of the most crucial information that, spoilers starting now, Nicolas Cage's character, Wiley, also happens to be Jake Barnes' father. <laughs> I don't think that was crucial information. But why would they wait till then? Like, at, uh, anyways. They gotta add emotional... Yeah. Uh, that would be fine. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> if there was... Any anything yeah. like besides being a weird Mortal Kombat predator mesh of this movie, uh, <laughs> like I don't know. But those are my initial thoughts of pains. I'm gonna let you keep going. Okay, okay. So you mentioned the budget, twenty five million. Quickly while you were talking, I looked it up, and if the Wrath of Khan budget was twelve million dollars in nineteen eighty two. That would be the equivalent of $33.2 million in 2020 money. Okay. Just throwing it out there. Out of that $25 million budget, how much do you think they paid Nicolas Cage? Five. Did you also read that factoid? No. Or are you just guessing correctly I just, right away? I, I literally just guessed off the top yes. of my <laughs> He got paid $5 million. Okay. This the movie was filmed over six weeks. How long do you think Nicolas Cage was on set acting and recording? Four days. Oh, so close. Three days. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Dang it. So they wasted, I don't know if they wasted it, because that $5 million to get Nicolas Cage's face on the cover of the movie might be <laughs> might be worth it. I know that that's what initially drew me to it. Otherwise, it would just be the another generic B action movie that somehow has Tony Jaw in it. <laughs> well, I, he's kind of a B movie actor. Like, I guess. I don't. I don't know. I'm not going to argue about Tony Jaw. I don't think this is the place. I just <laughs> I just didn't feel like he got his due in this film. Well, he's supporting. Yeah, he's just a supporting role. I feel like he, sh- he could have been a bigger, but it's whatever. To give my initial thoughts and opinions, I have to agree. The movie is equal parts frustrating and amazing. I feel like the movie peaks during that long sequence you mentioned before with Tony Jaw and Alan, uh, was it Alan Moosin? Mm-hmm. Moosey, excuse me, oh. running around beating up all of the soldiers who aren't shooting at them half the time. They don't have gun. I don't know. It was whatever. <laughs> There's that. It peaks there. The action stays good, I think, for most of the film. There's a, well, there's some things. It's like, why didn't you just cut him? Why did you just, 
hit him again. Oh, yeah. Why don't you just I shoot mean, him? Th- that, that type th- of thing where they make stupid decisions for the sake of having more martial arts action. I think this is the first movie where I've seen the heroes suffer from standing around syndrome. Yeah, it's weird, right? Lots of standing around syndrome. But the the plot also breaks down the more the movie goes on. And Alan Moosey's, I'm a, you know, is it Mousy? Moosey? It, it doesn't matter. He's never going to listen. His acting Alan. somehow gets worse and worse <laughs> as it goes. At the beginning... <laughs> He's he doesn't have a memory. He's trying to he he's got some amnesia and he's confused about what's going on and I can do kung fu. There's a scene like that. But as it goes on and he learns more and more about his past, he still looks disinterested. He still looks lost. He still looks way out of his depth. I have to give a special shout out in this movie. A very very special shout out to one Juju Chan Setso. She went in the movie by just Juju Chan. She's a Chinese-American actress known for her action scenes. And she's the, I guess, quote-unquote love interest for Alan. And so she's got to act in these scenes. And I've never (laughs) seen anyone act so well opposite a brick wall that is giving them absolutely nothing. So special shout-out to Miss Chan. Fantastic job. I'm going to look you up. I'm going to check out some of your other action movies. Uh, she was in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Sword of Destiny. Oh, I just must have missed her in that. Did she have that stupid hair in that movie too? I don't know. <laughs> I, most of the, the only thing I have to, other thing I have to say about her is that her haircut's horrible, but I know that she probably didn't choose it. So, oh my gosh. He, Alan essentially ruined this movie. Okay, besides that, talking about the plot, this alien martial arts master comes through a portal every six years and fights nine jujitsu masters. I don't know how much jujitsu you saw in the movie. I didn't see any, but maybe you did. <laughs> I think there's a there's a couple sequences where they're fighting Brax and two of the Brax is the alien. Yeah, Brax is the alien. Two of the rando guys that were with Jake Barnes. That's why why is his name Jake? Anyways, I think one of them actually does jujitsu. Oh, does he? They kind of grapple a little bit and they do a little roll around and, and punch and kick. I will have you know that <laughs> Alan Moosey is a six degree Dan black belt in jujitsu. So, oh, yeah, I'm sure a lot of his fight. He's an excellent fighter. He's a black belt in jujitsu. He's got a black belt in karate. He's in the the kick. Was it kickboxer reboot movies? Yeah, I'm sure he's fun in that, which I think also have the same director as this. So. A little yeah. bit of cronyism there, but whatever. <laughs> so this Brax, this alien fighter, comes through, and he and and Wiley Nicholas Cage's character is like, oh, his honor. He just wants to fight, and he'll he'll like bow or show reverence to whoever he's about to fight. But then the alien also heals from all wounds, so he's not interested in a fair fight. I, I'm pretty sure he's defeated three or four times throughout the movie, and then he just gets back up. It doesn't make any sense. If he's here, what is he doing? So, like, his motivations are unclear. You should just kill him, which they do eventually kill him. They they have him on the ground and outnumbered and vulnerable so many times in the last half of the movie and then just run away. It got so frustrating. I was just like, oh, he's on the ground. Chop his head off. You have a sword. Stab him some more. Don't let him heal. Do something. Nope, we gotta Why? run. I'm the rabbit. Why do only at one point two people decide to fight him at the same time? He almost gets bested by the Donatello stand-in. Almost. Solo. 
But then he fights two other people, and they almost best themselves. Like, no, you should have been all three, four, five of you all at once. Captain San, played by Rick Yoon, defeats him. He Yeah, Johnny Tran. Yes, Johnny Tran picks up a machine gun, like, I don't know, like an M60 that size. I don't know what it was. And just guns him down. But we don't know about his healing ability yet. The guy who then heals comes back. So somebody who didn't even have jujitsu <laughs> defeated him. This guy's a this guy's a wuss. He's hiding behind his, you know, healing power. He's like a worse Wolverine. <laughs> I mean he, he really is just a kind of a crappy predator. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like I can give you it's that. A, the only difference between them. I mean, aside from them, you know, being completely different, is that he can run really, really fast and can use jujitsu. Whereas <laughs> Predator, I'm sure the, yeah, I'm sure the other guy's really, really fast, but whatever. But he also could, he's in a suit, can heal himself, and he can have weapons appear out of nowhere. There are two moments in this movie, two, I'm sorry, two different scenes in this movie where he is fighting with one weapon. The mm-hmm. camera cuts away, and it cuts back, and he has a completely different weapon, <laughs> <laughs> which is amazing, which I, would be cool, like, if they would ever explain that, like, when they're walking around, like, after the sixth or seventh time that I heard that this was Jake's plan, instead of saying that again, what they could have done is added a little bit of dialogue, because this guy doesn't know anything, because he's our stand-in. They could have said, yeah, Brax, he's, he's fast, and he can heal himself, and he can draw weapons <laughs> like oh, man. he can form weapons like in his hands from his suit. Cause we see a little sword slide out of his arm. He shoots little shurikens, but that doesn't explain where he gets us a, a metal spear. I thought he looked- stole Donatello's spear. Yeah. But he, how does he carry it around? I don't, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> pocket of holding. <laughs> yeah. They could have just explained that he can draw weapons from like, Outers like from a, a different dimension. Anything other than just cutting and cutting back. I, I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> the actor who played Brax, our alien invaders, his name is Ryan Taran. T A R R A N. He's kind of mostly known for his stunts. He did motion capture as the Hulk in Thor Ragnarok. Oh. Okay. Most of his actual acting credits are things like Thug, Guard. <laughs> Gladiator, kickboxer. He's got some others in there. He's got some named ones in there. He was a stunt double for Aquaman. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So and he's he's got good presence. The fights are really, really good. A few weeks ago, well, over a month ago, (laughs) we talked about Mortal Kombat, which obviously has some analogs, right? Ever so often, we get invaded and we have to fight them off with our jujitsu martial arts ability, blah, blah, blah. And we talked about how... The movie wasn't great, but it was fun and the action scenes are great. They had too many cuts, but they were fun and they were over the top and it was enjoyable. This, the action scenes are awesome, but they are absolutely not worth watching this for. Yeah. I don't think I can stress enough how much I liked the fight scenes and the action scenes. Oh, yeah. When they were doing the the long shot with Tony, when Tony Jaw first shows up and then they start doing the first person, I thought this is going to be FP levels of good. Those, that was my exact thought. I think I might have even wrote it down. It's like, this is going to be right up there with the FP or close to it was just just so that, that indie goodness, right? We talk a lot, maybe not recently, but we've talked a lot in the past, both on and off pod, that the goal with a lot of these movies we seemingly pick is that we're looking for gems. Sometimes we pick some that are like, oh, this is probably going to be bad. 
And other times we pick some that we think are probably going to be good. And sometimes that doesn't turn out that way. The goal is to have all good movies. And so this came so close. I think that might be why I'm more frustrated with it than I have some other movies that I (laughs) just... Yeah. That didn't fall flat in their face 30 minutes in. Yeah, which is because I think the... I I don't want to... I'm just going to say it because it's one that we mentioned just recently. 3022 is a movie that had no point. Nothing about it was interesting. Except maybe the sets were interesting, but I mean, that's not the writer-director. That's, you know, the set master, producer, whatever, right? There's some other movies off the top of my head. Breach, another John Suits movie, had some interesting concepts. And their parts Mm -hmm. of it were interesting, but overall was a dud, right? Iron Mask, not necessarily a B movie, but a movie that we had no expectations of. And I think we both ended up enjoying really well and I think was well done to a certain extent. Yeah, yeah. Can't really use Bright. Uh, but, I mean, the, the Mythica ones are probably our most talked about example of a movie that is a B movie, that is a good movie, that while it has some, there are some parts of it that fail or fall short, I would go, I, w- I would put my reputation as a podcaster on the line and say that if you watch Mythica and you don't like it, it's probably because you just don't like fun movies. Sure, sure. If you watch that movie and you come out of it and the only thing that you can think of is that it's a terrible movie because it's a B movie... That's not the point of watching that movie. It's a good movie and a good B movie. This movie has potential. It's in it. You said it yourself. Like the opening sequence, or not the opening sequence, but like the part on the military base is the best part of the movie. Yep. And it happens in the first third of the movie. You don't put your best sequence at the beginning. (laughs) I'm just glad you didn't. What? (laughs) Nothing. What? Nothing. You were bringing up movies and I was, I'm just waiting for you to talk about Angels Fallen or Kingdom of Gladiators. No, I, I, I purposely avoided those movies because I think those are both movies that we picked knowing that they would be bad. <laughs> Actually, I, I think Angels Fallen was a toss-up going into it. Kingdom of Gladiators, not so much. Look, that, we're getting the <laughs> retrospective feel, but the, the whole point was yeah. to say that we're not looking for bad movies. We're looking for the gems. We're watching movies we, we suspect are going to be bad, looking for something good. And this has the potential with <laughs> stupid... Nicholas Cage on the cover and him saying jujitsu and fighting Alan <laughs> and <laughs> the and Tony jaw. And it, it's based on a comic that obviously was, re- I've never heard of before, but obviously it was received well enough for them to make a movie based off of it. It just it has all the makings, right? It's filmed. I don't, I think it was filmed in Cyprus uh, that takes place in, in Burma or Myanmar. Yeah. I'm not sure which one we're supposed to call it right now. It's just, it's got everything it should. It has all the makings of a great B-movie. Going into the retrospective here in a few weeks, this should be, this movie should have been at the top of my list. And now it's going to be waddling now near near the bottom because they just couldn't tell a coherent story in the last half. All right. I don't know. Do you want to, do? what do you want to talk about? I'm, I don't want to talk about this movie, so. Uh, well, I would like to talk a, f- a few more things about the movie. <laughs> Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I actually didn't hate Nicolas Cage's performance in this thing. No, it was good. Mainly because he actually he spoke. <laughs> we were I was watching it with my wife, and he shows up on screen at the beginning, and I don't think he actually says anything. No, he doesn't. And she looked over at me and she said, "Is he going to talk in this one?" <laughs> I, I don't. I, I don't know. And then he actually speaks, which is fun. That was my reaction as well. Oh, he's talking. Okay. Yeah. I didn't. Well, he got paid five million dollars. Uh, he could at least say something. <laughs> I 
totally believed him as a crazy, quote unquote, crazy wild man who lives in the jungle, even though it's not a jungle. It's kind of like a weird forest desert thing. I, I believed it. I, th- I think this is probably one of his better, most recent performances overall. How about you? I thought he was great. As a whole, the only actors that I had issues with were Alan, for all of the reasons I've already mentioned, and Mary Avgaropoulos. Myra, Myra, I think is her name. M-A-R-I-E. I'm not sure how you would... I, oh, no, I'm sorry. I think her character's name is Myra, Oh, but her name is Marie. Sorry. Oh. That's not confusing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, half the characters have the same name as the actor. Look, yeah. in her defense, she was given garbage she had trash lines and she went for it so i think i'm less upset with her performance i think she did maybe above average for the movie let's just think her character was way over the top but okay. as soon but I, I i accepted it because as soon as i saw the the patch on her chest on the, her uniform <laughs> that says u.s army intelligence uh. officer in big letters i was like oh it's that type of movie you know like okay she's going over the top with it all right the only thing i was dreading about her character really was the inevitable, but they fall in love. Blah, blah, blah. Nope. She gets taken yeah. out like a chump. She takes one shuriken to the shoulder and we never see her again. Oh my goodness. Like early too. I don't think she's, she's not in the movie at the same time that Nicolas Cage is in the movie. That's no. how little she's in it. Yeah. When they build her up, it didn't matter. <laughs> I've got a couple of uh, theories. Oh, please. Let's talk about it. My first theory is why everyone is so aggressively mean to Jake. And that's because he's a terrible actor. (laughs) They're trying to give him something to work with. I get like, I want to talk about the plot. And the part of the plot I want to talk about. No, no. The part of the plot I want to talk about is what is his plan? They keep saying this over and over again. This is your plan. You're the rabbit. They never say. And so I assume that his plan is to just stay alive as long as possible, right? Because that would be my plan if I'm fighting an intergalactic but s- space warrior who taught he- my people jujitsu. Why is Jake? Why is his name Jake Barnes? First of all, right? And if he doesn't know that Wiley isn't his dad, why does why has he spent his entire life at this temple with this guy who looks just like him in the fiction, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who hangs out with him? who spends time with him, who teaches him martial arts, who probably drops him off at school, right? It is not, oh, he's my father. (gasps) Well, maybe he knew, but he'd forgotten and didn't want him to know again. Maybe, but there's no reason to hold on to that information. I'm just saying. But anyways, his, I I guess what his plan was is they were going to fight him in front of this trap that is the most easily identified trap in the history of traps. Kevin McAllister could have trapped this guy Brax and killed him in 45 minutes. Do you think we'll get him in the sequel? (laughs) I hope so. Look, Jiu-Jitsu. No, it's it's, uh, Jiu-Jitsu. Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, 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 Jiu-Jitsu. If Macaulay Culkin is in the sequel, I'll watch it. Uh. That's it. Macaulay Culkin has to be in the sequel. (laughs) I'm not watching it. I don't care how many times you ask for us to do it. I don't care how many listeners ask for us to watch the sequel to this movie. Macaulay Culkin's not in it. I'm out. So they're walking in the forest, and one of them says, we'll split up. I think it's Frank Grillo, who, for whatever reason, isn't on the Wikipedia cast list. He probably doesn't want to be associated with this. He keeps deleting his name. The nerds keep adding it back in. He's like, no, no. <laughs> Guys, quit. <laughs> He's like, well, this is your plan. You're the rabbit. 
let's split up. And so they do split up. Three out of four of them die, which isn't a big deal because, you know, they're minor characters. It doesn't matter if they live or not. But they send him with these three other people to keep him on mission. They're like, we can't have you running off, right? Uh-huh, so uh-huh. the three out of the, the his four party or four person party dies and he just continues on mission. Yeah. So why did he have an escort if he was just going to do what he was told? I don't know. Frank Grillo also like had the the most chump death out of all of them. He just kind of like went down. I think the only guy who died easier was the very first in the the flashback with the first jujitsu guy who just gets oh, hit yeah. once and then stabbed in the face and Brax just walks away. <laughs> Why is his name Jake Barnes? I've asked the question three times. How come no one can answer me? This because question? his father's name is Wiley Barnes. Why is it? Why? I don't Lee. know what you're even asking. I don't understand it. Why Why is Frank Gillow, why is his name Harrigan? Why are there white Anglo-Saxon Protestants in Burma slash Myanmar slash Cyprus? Why are they here? There were more Burmese people in the United States military in this movie than there were in the hero list. <laughs> <laughs> why? <laughs> if this is an ancient sect of warriors that have been taught since... For what? What they say, like ten thousand years to Something fight against like this guy? Some ridiculous number. Yes. <laughs> well, isn't jujitsu a Japanese martial art? It is. It is a fa- it is a family of Japanese martial arts and a system of close combat. So, how many Japanese people are in this? None. There yeah. are zero Japanese. Zero. I, well, I take that back. Maybe there might be someone in the production crew that's Japanese. All right. So we've talked about the acting. We've broken up the plot a little bit. I'm not going to be able to tell you why Dimitri chose the names he did. Because he was just looking for a generic white guy name. Jake. Chris. I mean, you know, these names are a dime a dozen. Mike. I don't know how to, I don't know how to take that. <laughs> Travis. I don't, I don't know, man. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't know. I can't answer why he came up with the names he did. The, uh, Harrigan is obviously a last name, right? Like that dude's not, his name's not actually Harrigan. <laughs> what if it is? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. All right, look, I'm going to put this one in the duds list. It is not worth the price of subscription. No. Not I don't at think all. So either. Which is, yeah. it's been a minute since we've had a, a movie that wasn't, or a show that wasn't good. That's not true. Going all the way back to the one in March. Uh, well, I think what you should say is it's been a while since we've had just a flat out terrible tire fire of a movie yeah I think well going back say. to the one in march <laughs> <laughs> you're not gonna convince me that was anything but bad watch the second episode didn't get better oh did you now so, yeah with the with the wife <laughs> thank you for your sacrifice <laughs> let's talk about something that was fun yeah. So y- you did watch the second episode of shadow and bone what'd you think much better than the first episode definitely okay. uh, gonna watch more yeah i'm spreading it mm-hmm. out a little bit i'm um, just keeping it like an mm-hmm. episode at a time Instead of binging it all, I'm just trying a little something different. I'm also, okay. of course, having to watch new movies for this, uh, like this one, and uh, for next week's episode as well. So it's you know cuts into it a little bit. Okay. Speaking of next week, do you want to share what we're watching and reviewing? Guardians. Guardians. Our f- second Russian film, although the last one was a Russian-Chinese joint venture. Yes. I'm probably going to watch it in Russian. I don't know if you plan on watching it in English. Well, I don't know if the Russian version is available uh, because the Shout Factory released an English dub, and that is what is on Mm. Amazon Prime. I don't know if I'll have the option. And I I will watch it dubbed even if I do, yes. Okay. I guess it is being described as the Russian Avengers. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. 
Cool. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Just it's just more names for us to butcher from the acting actors list. So be great. But yeah, look forward to that next week. If y'all have any other suggestions for for movies or shows that we should check out, do reach out to us on social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook as the Sci-Fi Wise Guys at Sci-Fi Wise Guys. You can also email your suggestions to us, sci-fiwiseguys at gmail.com. We really appreciate it. Before you do all that, be sure to subscribe, like, follow, hit the little heart button, give the five-star review on iTunes, whatever it is on your podcasting platform of choice to show support and get notified when new episodes are released. And if all of that's not enough, and you just feel like you have to go above and beyond, you can head on over to patreon.com slash sci-fiwiseguys, parting with some of your hard-earned cash, Gives you episodes early, as well as some behind-the-scenes content. uh, Things that just didn't quite make the cut for a normal episode. Eventually get released there. We just want to say, stay healthy, stay hydrated, and thanks for listening for almost one calendar year. Bye, guys. Bye. We could probably release an entire episode where it's just us reading and making fun of IMDb reviews and not actually talking about the film. Like we're like, this is the movie and this, and we just just make a deep dive IMDb and not give any of our own opinions. Well, no, we just don't tell, we never announce the name of the movie. We just read IMDb reviews (laughs) to make people guess. (sighs) That's great.